Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome, everyone, to Breaking Big Blue. I'm your host, Jordan Ron on ESPN. ESPN.com, Giants reporter. And guess what? The Giants won again. Same recipe, same blueprint, same dramatic victory. This time they held on by one yard in Jacksonville. Now, I went over last week, the no that was the no respect episode. I thought it was ridiculous that the Giants were underdogs to the Jaguars. Seriously, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who had lost to the Texans and the Colts. I know I keep repeating that. The previous two games. So, obviously, the general public does not believe in the Giants. Now, this week, they're underdogs again, this time in Seattle. Last I checked, three-point underdogs, according to Caesar Sportsbook. Now, I get this one. This one I get, it's a a little more understandable. Seattle's playing pretty well. Geno Smith, yes. That Geno Smith is playing really well. Seattle's four and three. It's a long flight. Six plus hours, man. I mean, that is a flight. Can't go anywhere further in the NFL than Seattle. It's further than London. And uh, so that's basically what it is. And, and, you know, the the way that the Giants – handle the west coast trip is they're they're just they they kind of pretend like they're still on east coast now but uh they will fly back on sunday get back basically early monday morning and then guess what we're into the bye week trade deadline next week we'll go over that in a little bit we're going to talk to connor hughes sny reporter covering the giants and the jets uh that'll be a, a fun little interview so this will be the connor hughes episode you know he'll go over what what we'll go over, both of us, kind of what we think the Giants should do on the Saquon Barkley-Daniel Jones front, right? Because that's the those are the big decisions. Because Daniel Jones, again, played dynamite. I mean dynamite. That might have been his best game on Sunday in Jacksonville. Now, granted, he got a little lucky on the, the interception, got called back. But aside from that, dude was perfect. And you could be lazy, and you could look at the stats, and you could say, Ah, he only threw for 202 yards and a touchdown. He's throwing to nobody. And it really, that really showed the other day. Because the drops, I mean, at ESPN, officially, we had it pegged at three drops. But I counted five that could have been called drops. And there was a sixth that was actually negated. The play didn't count. It was negated by penalty. So you're, I mean, they're dropping passes. Slayton drop passes. Marcus Johnson dropped passes. Uh, Wondell Robinson dropped a pass. I mean, it was bad. But that's what happens when they don't have high-caliber NFL receivers. They have a bunch of guys that are, like, I call them quad-A players. They're essentially too good for the, you know, for, uh, the practice squad or to not be on a roster, but not quite good enough to be on a roster and play consistently. I'm talking about, you know, Marcus Johnson, David Sills, those kind of players. Now, Darius Slayton, he's a player. He can get open. 
We saw that, especially in the first quarter. He scored the, the opening touchdown, opening drive, first opening drive touchdown, I believe, since week nine of last year for the Giants. So that was a good that was a good quality start. He could win off the line. But the problem with Slayton, and it has been the problem with Slayton, it's why he was buried on the depth chart, is he drops a lot of passes. And at times, he can't really be trusted. Now, he's filled in admirably. He's a quality NFL player. Like, he's not a quad A guy in my mind. He's a step above that. But he has his weaknesses. So the Giants' leading receiver, or number one receiver right now, is essentially Wondell Robinson, who, by the way, is a rookie second-round pick slot receiver. You want him to be, like, your third option at this point. Instead, Wondell Robinson's their one option. Now, the trade deadline is coming up next week. And everybody says, well, they need a receiver. Let's go get a, you know, not everybody, because I think, I think a lot of people are realistic. They say, you know, but everybody realizes they could use a receiver. I think that's the right way to say it. They absolutely 100% can use a wide receiver, a quality wide receiver, a number one wide receiver. But that's costly. That A costs money, which the Giants don't really have this year, and B costs assets which the Giants desperately do not want to give up. Now, Joe Shane has been has stayed strong, right? He has been very consistent with what his approach is going to be this season. Sign veteran, signing benefit, minimum salary guys. Don't add to the roster. Don't move money around, right? Don't add to the roster, meaning like don't add any big pieces to the roster. Even in the offseason, even in free agency, that was pretty much the plan. We don't have a lot of money to sign guys. We're just going to sign a couple, you know, lower mid-range guys. The uh, Mark Lewinsky, John Feliciano. Like, those were the Giants' big moves, remember. And they had to get rid of James Bradbury. James Bradbury could play. They know that. They would have liked to have kept him. But they they wanted to take it on the chin this year, right? Okay, we'll pay our dues. We'll pay all past receipts. And then next year, we'll be healthy financially. We'll have our draft capital and move forward. So I don't think that changes. The Giants aren't one piece right now away from winning the Super Bowl this year. We have to be realistic. This is great. Enjoy it. Celebrate the victories. Enjoy the ride. Let's see how far it goes. But I think everybody, for the most part, in the back of their mind knows this isn't a real serious Super Bowl contender. Like, they're just not built to be a Super Bowl contender. They're not the Bills. I know the Bills are in the other conference. They're not the Eagles, who just, by the way, traded for Robert Quinn, who are just absolutely loaded right now. They're not even the Cowboys or the Bucks, And I know the Bucks have been terrible. But if it comes down to it and the Giants are playing a playoff game, in Tampa Bay against the Bucks, I have questions whether they they actually are going to win that game. They're certainly going to be underdogs based on what we've seen so far. So I don't think you should go out and get crazy. And I don't think Joe Shane is going to go out and get crazy. I think the reality is, at this point, Kadarius Tony, I know you don't want to hear it. You can't trust him. I get it. And Kenny Galladay, I know, again, you don't want to hear it. He can't play. He's collecting a huge paycheck. That's fine. And I don't disagree with either of those assessments. 
Both guys, completely hard to trust. But I think the way the Giants are going to look at this is that the hope is that those two guys get back post-bye week. Or even in worst-case scenario, the week after, barring any re-injury. And they can then reinforce that receiving core. And those are like your trade deadline additions. I get it. Risky. Can't rely on them. Can't count on them. But it's better than nothing. I mean, we've seen the talent that Kadarius Tony brings to the field. I mean, he barely played this year. He has two catches for zero yards. But even in those two catches, you saw kind of what he could bring to the field. I think he had a running play, too. But you saw the shiftiness, the playmaking ability that he brings, even in that really, 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 really small sample size. So you cross your fingers, and those are the likely Giants trade deadline additions because they got to keep their assets. And I think Joe Shane realizes this. They have to keep their draft assets. They have to. They don't have a ton. They still have some major major questions to answer but in the meantime enjoy it six and one another win over jacksonville another quality saquon barkley effort the defense again kind of the bend but don't break i mean there's there i think it's uh they're 20 no they're 19th in yards allowed right they're like 26th in yards per play allowed and yet they're sixth in points per game. It's like Week Martindale is Houdini out there with this group. Now, I don't know if that's ultimately sustainable long term. Same with the offense. If you can't pass the ball consistently, is it really sustainable long term? Maybe not. But in the meantime, enjoy it. Another good game out in Seattle. Should be another fun game. Giants, Daniel Jones, Geno Smith, and the Seahawks. I'll be there. I'm in. Are you in? Should be. Enjoy the ride. It's been a, it's been a good one so far. No doubt about that. All right. Let's get to our guests here. On to the next one. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. All right, let's talk to my golf buddy, my golfing (laughs) buddy from Florida, Connor Hughes, 
covers the Jets and the Giants. Added the Giants this year, you know, to the, to the resume now. Again, by the way, Connor, uh, for SNY, also contributes to the SNY Jets pre- and post-game show. Uh, Connor, welcome. Your, your debut appearance is a, is a big moment in your career. Oh, it's a huge moment. I, I kind of feel like I'm officially covering the Giants now. I think this was like what I was waiting for. Like, first thing was getting a credential. Then it was covering a game, but it was it was waiting to come on on the pod with you. That was the big thing for me. I, Break, I breaking to... Big Blue is a big deal. You know, I mean, oh, huge. And then, oh, and then, huge. In the Giants universe, you got to be gone Breaking Big Blue to be like Giants oh. certified. Dude, I'm I'm about to. I, I don't know <laughs> if I'll ever have an Emmy or anything like that on on the thing, but I will tell you that I'm gonna I'm gonna screenshot this Zoom room and I'm gonna hang it as a picture frame right above my computer. Just yeah, to maybe I, maybe I should moment. make like uh you know Jeter gift bags like for people yeah. that come on my uh I'm dude on the I take. I, I'm not, I don't have my ears pierced, but I take some diamond earrings. I, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> I mean, that's not what I was thinking. I thought maybe it would be like a sleeve of, like, you know, the, the sports version. Like you get a sleeve of golf balls, like a headband, <sighs> you know, like useless stuff like that. That'd be nice. I, I think the diamond earrings are probably the better way to go. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll send that up to management and see, yeah. see, what we, <laughs> see, see what we could do there. So, Hey, let's, let's just hear what's it like covering back, covering the giants. Connor. Okay. Was, Covering the Giants for was it BBI originally? Yeah, Big Blue Interactive and Big SB Blue Nation. Interactive yeah. As like a you were a college student back then, right? Mm -hmm. in, actually yeah. in college at the time. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I mean, I, I was covering high school sports for uh the Star Ledger, uh Morris County football and and basketball and things like that. And and you know, the cool thing about Morris County or the cool thing about covering high school sports is you have, is you have the summer off. So my whole thought process was like, I, I obviously wanted to be an NFL beat writer. Like that's an NFL beat writer at a major publication. That's what I told everyone. And like, what I thought was that when time came for a job, it would be a lot easier to get a job if I could show people that I had actually done it before. It didn't matter where I did it for, just that I did it, did it somewhere. And so the, uh, the summer months that I had off, because obviously there's no high school sports in the summer, just sent some emails to, to, to publications that uh, not not obviously like ESPN or, or the Daily News or anything like that, because I figured they weren't going to hire a college kid to cover the Giants. But these other outlets that just look, I don't need money. Just just give me an opportunity to have a byline. And BBI and SB Nation were two of them and uh, kind of got me in the media so they room. they essentially and served as internships. Basically, yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. For, for the most part. Yeah, it was it was basically an internship. But more than anything, it was an opportunity to. You know, it's, it's not necessarily what I learned at BBI and SB Nation. I mean, they were great for me providing the platform, but it was to get in a media room with literally the the best in the world. I mean, this is the New York market, you know what I mean? And I got a chance to to go in there and watch people like you, you know, go go to work and 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 grind and Graziano. I mean, because you you were at NJ.com when when I was back there and yeah, was, and Graziano. Yeah, and, and Graziano was at ESPN. And I definitely until... was not the best in the world. I'll tell you that much. I mean, I was uh, I was living and learning on the on the job, making making mistakes left and right. Yeah, well, I, I'll tell you what, man. Like, like, but to, to watch you guys grind and watch you guys work. I mean, I was a college kid that immediately was able to take that, and it's it's like anyone you know in football watching film, right? I mean, I would watch how you guys handled yourselves in press conferences. I remember you. You were literally the one who taught me how to source like I because I had no idea. I remember sitting next to you in the in the Giants media room and saying to you, like, dude, I understand how to write a story. I understand how to talk to players. I understand how to how to write a feature. But like, how do I get a source? And I remember you telling me about like, so wait, the what, agent was my, what was my wise advice to those days? I'm curious. I can't. I don't even know. Uh, I dude, I, well, it worked because you got me my first broken story by doing this. As you said, like some of the best sources that you're going to get, like players take time team personnel take time, but some of the best sources that you're going to have are agents. 
And you told you explained to me how there is the uh, NFL agent list on the oh, NFL PA database. The PA database. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you said you get those. I say said database. Probably... You say database. Yeah. You said, dude, but you're like, there's probably 300, 400 guys on there. You're like, take a couple days and call them. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, I have off a of class on Saturday and Sunday. I'll do it then. And you, dude, I'm telling you, this was 10 years ago. And I still remember every word of this is you said to me, you go, Connor, do you want to do work on Saturdays? And I was like, no. And you're like, so why do you think they want to do work on Saturdays? Do it when they're working on Monday or Tuesday, when they're more apt to take a call. And so I played hooky from school for two days and I literally called every single one of those agents. And some of them I am still tight with to this day. Some of them answered the phone, laughed at me and said, ha, hung up. <laughs> Brian Mackler, who actually now I have a good relationship with him. I remember I called him. I got his secretary. They pat. She said, oh, he's busy. They accidentally patched me through anyway. And then he answered the phone and he goes like, hello. And I was like, Brian, oh, he, he was goes, probably super crusty. Immediately hung up on me. But now <laughs> I know him well. And it's like, so like these guys, like, I mean, and again, I'll, I'll tell you, like calling those people, one of the people that I called on that day when you told me to was one of the guys who gave me my first ever break, which was when Antonio Cromartie signed with the Jets. So uh, you obviously, and yeah, dude, how I even know. met you. See, so you answered I, a LinkedIn so wait, message. I, I have, That's I how really? I met you. Wow. Yeah, I sent you a LinkedIn message. I was like, hey, my name is Connor. I'm in college. I'm writing for BBI. I want to be a beat writer. You are a beat writer. I've been reading. Wait, you. what did I say? You you immediately gave me your email address and your cell phone number instantly. Like you immediately what an, like, hey, what an idiot. call me, text me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, now look at our text chain and now look at it. Yeah. No, man. Seriously, I mean, think like, about I how say. dangerous that is. No wonder why somebody was calling and you know pranking me and threatening oh, me. For oh, a yeah. While. Well, obviously, what day. I did. What an well, idiot. Once I got my job, I, I obviously can't. I sold your phone number. So, like, if anyone's <laughs> listening to this, giant, giant fans DM me. I'll give you my Venmo, and you can get uh, you can get Jordan's contact. <laughs> no, man. I said I always looking about... to turn into business opportunity there. A hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. No, it's it's like. <laughs> Like, obviously, like I say this all the time, and it's, I mean, you did more for my career than, than anyone else in this field and obviously helped me in so many different ways. So obviously this is like just cool to, to life kind of come in full circle that now to, to be able to be back and watch you cover the team again, obviously, and I'll be on your podcast too, is, is pretty, pretty surreal for me. Not to so, make you old or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm blushing. You still drive. I'll tell you I'm what blushing. though, for an older guy, you still drive the ball pretty damn far. An older I didn't expect guy? That he called me an older guy. By the way, I hurt my legs so bad today, like yesterday. Like kicking the ball, playing soccer. I can't even play golf for a couple of weeks. Like that's, <laughs> oh. I literally, I'm pretty sure I tore my quad. I could barely. Oh, walk. that's not great. Yeah. That's not great. You so anyway, practice with crutches. We'll get, we'll get, <laughs> I mean, I could barely walk. I was like walking like <laughs> one mile an hour today at the facility. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we were in Florida together. We'll get to the, mm-hmm. uh, go- the golf part, Connor. We, it came down to the 18th hole. We'll, we'll get, we'll, we'll save that for yeah. the end here. But, uh, you're on the back on the Giants now. You're covering the Giants yeah. and the Jets after years of covering the Jets. Mm-hmm. What? Do, what? Do, I mean, we were there on the the other day. You know, the latest win in Jacksonville. What did you come away thinking about this team in the six and one? The same thing, honestly, man. That I felt is is look. You and I watched these guys. You were there, obviously. OTA's mini camp. I wasn't yet. I was still covering just the Jets at that point. We were there so many days together in in training camp, and and I don't think that there is anyone. I mean, even even fans who were in attendance and 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 people who watched it with the bluest of lenses on that looked at this football team in practice and were like, "Yeah, this is a six and one ball club." I mean, right. th- this team has issues on offense. They've got issues on defense. I mean, the 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 state of the franchise that Dave Gettleman left these guys in, I mean, it really was supposed to take years to dig themselves out of. And 
I, I think every time I watch this Giants team uh, on Sunday or, or if I'm covering the Jets game, watching it back on Monday, I come away from every single game thinking the exact same thing and that this is just a damn good coach football team. You know what I mean? The, the Giants yeah. have, and, and I think you could probably even make the exception that the Carolina Panthers, when the Giants played them, were a more physically talented team and had more talent on the roster than the they Giants did. They were favored, did. by the way. Yeah. Panthers. Dude, it, by the time it closed, the Panthers were favored on the mm-hmm. road in yeah. MetLife Stadium. Yeah. And I would say the Chicago game is the only game where you could make the argument that the Giants were the more physically talented team. Yeah. They were favored in that, that game. Vegas had yeah. them favored. Yeah. And, and and that's the that's the only time. And, and they are under, they are not the more, and that's not just people hating on the Giants. They are not the more talented team. But what they are is they are a team that is going to come at you for full four full quarters. They are going to give you absolutely everything that they have. And if you do not match their intensity for four full quarters, they're going to stick around and stick around and stick around until the fourth quarter when they find a way to pull it out because of how well coached they are. I mean, yeah, they, they really things are. make a difference. They do. Exactly. They end, up, they end exactly. up making a difference when you're trying to do, you know, win the game. Those, those little plays are the ones 100%. that are making the difference. So you came away from that game. I saw, I saw your post-game report extremely, yes. uh, I'll say sold. Yeah, yeah. On Daniel Jones. I mean, you were you came out of that game. You were high on Daniel Jones. You you were you were basically all in on Daniel Jones. Saying, "Hey, give this guy his respect." What hundred percent? What is it that made you get to that point, and what makes you think that? I was wrong on him. I mean, I'll just I'll I'll straight up say it. I mean, I was wrong. I mean, I remember watching him in camp and thinking he's he's just finishing out the scholarship and then he's gone and they're going to move on from him. And, and it's just the fact that there wasn't any better options in a free agency or the draft for the giants to replace him with this year. So they're like, all right, let's just roll it back with DJ for one more year and move on. And instead what I've seen is a quarterback that I don't necessarily know if he will ever be a top 15 and or top 10 quarterback in the NFL. I, I don't know if he's ever going to put up the statistics like you will see from uh, Josh Allen or, or Patrick Mahomes or Herbert or any of these these top quarterbacks in the league but what he is is he's just a he's just a good football player I mean he's just he's it, you can tell his teammates absolutely love him you can yeah. tell that he is giving it 120 percent every single time that he drops back you can tell he plays every play like it's like it's like it's his last without making those stupid dumb mistakes you can tell that he's a quarterback that has gotten or has improved I should say in every area that was considered a weakness from his first uh, first couple years of his career right because it was he couldn't take care of himself he held the ball too long he had back pocket presence he turned it over all the time he's not throwing interceptions he's not fumbling he's avoiding the hit I mean it's still it still looks painful when he slides but at least now he is sliding he's missed what like all but four or five snaps this season he's played like 97 percent of the snaps I mean he's just a guy that is putting the the uh, the a team that's basically the island of misfit toys on his back and is leading them to a six and one record. I mean, it's, it's a, it's so much of this is obviously Brian Dable's coaching, but it's also Daniel Jones is the one who's just making it all work and finding ways to get out victories. And, you know, like I said, I, I don't necessarily know if he's ever going to be a top 10 quarterback, but I think what he has shown this year is that you can win with him. And what I'm fascinated to see is that if he can do this, throwing to Marcus Johnson and David Sills and 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 the the like I said, these other playmakers that he's working with. I mean, Daniel Bellinger, he's not a stud by any stretch of the imagination. If he's able to do this with these players who are really, aside from maybe Robinson and definitely Barkley, 
average at best players. And for many of these guys, below average guys who would struggle making the 53 man roster, let alone starting for 31 other ball clubs. The fact that he's doing that with these guys. Yeah. What would he do if he had legitimate talent around well, him for the first time in his career? Isn't that the problem is like you, you would have liked to have seen that within the first four years before yeah. you have to make the decision. And that's yeah, but why now, here's you sit the here and you scratch your head. Now, here's what I can compare it to is that the Jets had the same issue with Sam Darnold, right? And that they failed miserably in both putting competent coaching around him and putting competent playmakers and protection around him. Like, right, right. That was the whole thing was Joe Douglas failed miserably in that regard. Mike McCagnan failed miserably in that regard. Well, during that stretch of time when Sam was playing with terrible coaching and terrible offensive line and terrible receivers and terrible tight ends and running backs and all that fun stuff, he at no point looked good. So it was almost like you were making excuses for him struggling based off the talent around him so it was like well we think he'll be better if you put guys around him but you didn't really know because he'd never shown good with daniel jones this year he's got the good coaching now he's shown with competent coaching that he can be a good football player like i mean think right now i will actually say this i think he's playing similar to what he did early last year too just he's in a little he's in a better scheme yeah and that helps him and then you know it limits the mistakes and yeah He's he's playing comparatively to what he did in the first half of last year. Gotcha. Again, with no talent. Again, with with a lesser scheme. Uh, Jason Garrett at the time. Yeah. But So that takes us to, you said you can win with him. You're yeah. not sure if he's a top 10 to 15 quarterback. So then that takes you to the decision that they have to make. Do you pay him? Like, are you going to pay a guy to be a guy you can win with or do you want to you're not do you want to get a guy that you can build around so what's yeah if you you were the gm how would you handle that situation with him and barkley yeah and how do you think joe shane does it knowing well so what you know of joe shane i i think his his agent sexton right is that is that daniel jones's agent is he CAA? um you know yeah, off the top of your head? jim denton i think it is it's that crew though for sure okay so I did in, in the perfect world, if, if you're Shane, you, you, and you and I actually talked about this, Jordan, not, not too long ago. In the perfect world, you give him something. Uh, Daniel Jones, you give him like a two-year $50 million contract with $30 million guaranteed. Uh, and then you use the franchise tag on Saquon Barkley. Like that's that's the perfect world scenario. Uh, it, his agency is not going to do that. Like that's just like the more – and the Giants, you look at the Giants' schedule, they're going to keep winning. I mean, this team's going to be in the playoffs – they're going to they're going to basically tell Joe Shane he's going to get a long term contract with every dollar that he's worth. So I don't think if you were the Giants, you think you there's a team it. out there that's going to give him, you know, three, uh, five years, even th- three, well, million, the three, gar- risk it? three guaranteed and 100 million or whatever. You think that probably team not? No, but I've also seen the this this play out with Ryan Fitzpatrick in this agency. So like I, I know I know how they I'm work when it comes Deb- to quarterback. I'm no, I agree. Here. No, you're right. But like here's the here's the situation is if you're the you Giants, say what are the Giants? It. But you say what do the Giants you know lose here? Like dude, well, you're like not going to find better in free agency, and you're not going to be in a position to draft someone in the draft because the Giants are probably going to be picking in in the best. I mean late teens if like all if all if it all goes to hell like they're picking late teens, so they're not going to be in a position to draft one of these quarterbacks top. They're not going to trade up for one of these trading up to draft because you have other holes on the roster to fill it out. So their best option is Daniel Jones. So what I ultimately think probably happens is they franchise tag them. And and I don't think that's the worst case scenario because the salary cap is going to jump significantly. You figure the Giants are going to get cap relief when they move on from Galladay. 
Uh, they're probably going to get cap relief from Leonard Williams, whether they thirty million dollar range. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't move don't on from Leonard exactly. or extend Leonard. Whatever they want to do with Leonard, they're going to get cap relief from there as well. So they're going to have the money to it. It's not going to be. I know the franchise. Oh my God, thirty million dollars. It's not. It's not going to impact the Giants like you think. They're going to have so much money next off season. They're going to franchise tag them, which I don't think is the worst case scenario because it also allows you to evaluate him for one more year. So you can put better talent around him next year. You can have another set of draft, another opportunity for Joe Shane to actually be semi-aggressive in free agency, semi-aggressive on the trade market if that's what he wants to do. Put talent around him, see Daniel Jones for one more year under that tag, and then make the decision, okay, it's almost like Judge, right? Like, okay, you saw Judge this year. Imagine if the Yankees could say, okay, let's see it one more year. Let's see if you can do it one more year to like really like go out one more year. Well, the Giants have the opportunity. They saw what Daniel Jones can do this year. See if he can again do it next year on the tag. And then you have your decision. Like, okay, now we've seen it two years in a row. Now we're comfortable and confident to say like, all right, let's give him the big money contract extension. We know we can win with him. The more. So maybe the deal is give him the franchise tag Jones and sign Saquon to some sort of deal that makes sense for the Giants. If they can find some find the middle ground that makes sense, which might be tough. This, the Saquon one is the one that makes me more nervous than anything else. And the only reason I say Why? is there's, he's so brilliant and he is so magnificent. And I don't want to take any of that away from him. He is absolutely worth a long-term contract. Like he is a, a star and he is so much better than I ever imagined he would be. Like he really is. However, my concerns with paying Saquon are strictly because there are a lot of mileage on the tires and he plays running back. And the last thing that you want to do is run into a situation like you ran in or like the Cowboys have run into with Ezekiel Elliott, where you are in 2022 paying him for the player he was in 18 and 19, not the player that he is in 2022. Yeah. That's, almost even backs- bad. That's almost even worse than the Rams who paid Todd Gurley. At least the Rams Correct. got off. They, were, they, they, get, they got off Todd Gurley real quick and then get yeah. stuck with it at the end. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's what we're worried about. Spectacularly, yes. rather than fail the way that, mm-hmm. that it has for the Cowboys. Yeah, and, and I remember, I remember, I talked to like Joe Douglas, the Jets general manager, uh, back during the Senior Bowl, like shortly after he was hired, like uh, just kind of shoot, shooting the crap with him. And I remember he and I were talking about Ezekiel Elliott and and you know just running backs in general. And I remember him saying like it, this was right around the time I think the Cowboys had just p- paid Zeke or they were about to pay Zeke. And he was like shaking his head, basically saying like, man, they're going to regret that. And I was like, what are you talking about? And I remember Joe Douglas was with the Eagles. So he was very familiar with the Cowboys roster and having to prepare for the Cowboys and figure out how to stop them. And he said to me, he goes, Connor, he goes, if you watch Ezekiel Elliott as a rookie and you watch him say, take a, a, an outside handoff or run a power or anything like that, he goes, if you time his GPS numbers, he goes as a rookie, then you look at his GPS numbers in year two. And you look at his GPS numbers in year three and you look at his GPS numbers in year four. He goes, it's not like from year one to year two, he lost like three miles per hour of his max speed, but you can see it's going down and going down and going down. And he's like, year one to year two, you don't feel it, but year one to year six, you absolutely feel it. And he said, he goes, they're going to be paying him for who he was, not who he is. And I'm not saying Saquon's not going to last another four or five years. And and I, no one knows. I mean, the guy is absolutely a freak of nature, but the one thing that yeah, I would be worried let's about be is honest. that. Let's be honest. That's going to be, t- that's tough. I mean, he already missed two and a half, two and a half years. Yeah. Now yeah, you're, I mean, you're saying, can he stay healthy for three or four or five correct. years? That's, I and and that who's is, the running backs? Like we can count not, Jordan. We can count on one hand the running backs that are good. Yeah. And we can count on one hand the running backs that are good once they get into their high thirties, right? Like, or not high thirties, high twenties, early thirties. You can go like. Thomas Jones was obviously one, Adrian Peterson, like true, true freaks in nature. And maybe Saquon is that. 
Yeah, there's outliers, but my problem is betting on you know something that it's gonna that you're gonna stay healthy. It's just so hard. I it's it's, buy it's uh, buying a lottery ticket and saying this is the one that's gonna win. Like, yeah, there is a chance. I'm all for signing a lot more experience. It's not. Yeah, I'm all for signing Saquon, but it has to again. It's we're not talking like four or five. I don't, I don't want to be locked in for three, four, five years. You so, know, like which is obviously the perfect thing is franchise. Him. Like he's the perfect yeah. friend because also we can count that much. But like, that's he's the, the problem. They have the camp. two guys who are who yeah. we just said both ideally franchise. So where do you see what what are the what are your prospects for the Giants this year in the meantime? And if it were you, would you do anything at the upcoming deadline, or do you think Joe Shane does anything at the upcoming deadline? So we it's know tough. they need we know they need a wide receiver. Yeah, right. It's, but is it worth is it worth getting a wide receiver? I don't know because like. In my opinion, I look at it and I say, like, is there anything the Giants can do during free agency or at the trade deadline right now that would make them a championship team? Right. Because that, that's the ultimate goal is, is it's not to make the play. I know after how many years it's great to make the playoffs. Fans would love making the playoffs. But if you're thinking about this from an organizational standpoint, it's we what can we do right now to make us a Super Bowl contender? And in my opinion, what the Giants are doing, I, I feel so crappy saying this because like it's every week I'm like, I think they're going to lose. And then they I win. think and it's most like, people agree with what you're going to say here. Yeah. Though, to be honest, it's it's so weird to say this about a six and one ball club, but there are so many holes on this team and there are so many needs on this team. I just don't agree with them trading away for them to get the receiver that they would need, which would be like a, a legitimate number one, a DJ more like a legitimate number like, one receiver. They need their version of step Diggs, right? That's yes, exactly. And I don't, that would think call, that, that would be costly. That exactly. Doesn't come cheap. Yep. And I just don't think that trading the, the second round pick or the third round pick, and obviously no one's going to trade a first round pick. I just don't know if that's necessarily worth it for the giants right now. If there was an opportunity, say for them to get like, uh, t- call up Joe Douglas and Denzel Mims, who's obviously not really playing with the Jets. He would provide a boost to the to the Giants. They wouldn't have to give up too much to get him. They, it was almost like a little mini lottery ticket right there, where he's that's a former not second making round them pick. a real contender, though. No, that's not it. ma- it's improving the receiver position. It's helping Daniel Jones, but it's not really making them a contender. But I don't know if there's anything. It's that giving up an honesty. asset, though. Yes, a late a late asset, but like. I don't necessarily know if there's Getting anything an that asset. the Giants can true. And, 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 but like this goes back to giving up assets is I don't know if there's anything that the Giants can do with the trade deadline that will put them on par with the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know if there's anything you do with the trade deadline that will put them on a talent perspective with the San Francisco 49ers. Like, I don't, I don't know. The so Cowboys, if there's, I mean, I would say the and Cowboys, the Cowboys with Dak back. Yeah. I mean, they lost to Cooper Rush and Dak's a better core. I know he's, you know, people are like, obviously the hot thing now is like, Oh, Cooper Rush, but like Dak's a good quarterback. Dak's Dak is the best quarterback on that roster. I don't know if there's anything that they can do. So it almost makes sense for me to say, like, keep developing the youth, try to get Tony back and get him in the lineup. See if you can't do anything with Kenny Galladay and just stay with what you have now. Stretch this out. See if you can't maybe catch lightning in a bottle in, in the draft. And if not like, or in, in playoffs and maybe you get hot, maybe something weird happens. Cause something they keep finding ways to win, man. But like, just worry about saving your assets for this off season when you can really take like, okay, you know, we just had a year of culture building. We just had a year of really taking this team and making them something and, and, and realizing we're in the right direction, creating an environment where players want to go to next year, really make your splash and just continue to use this as developing the youth, winning games, fighting, playing close, then really infuse your guys self with, with talent in the off season. I think that's probably the direction I would go because I, I just don't necessarily agree considering the holes the giants have elsewhere and also the financial restraint that they're on right now. 
I don't necessarily know if I'd go out there and say like, let's go get a, let's go trade for a DJ more. Let's do something like that. I I don't know if it makes a lot of sense to me. I would be surprised if they did it at this point. And Joe Joe Shane did it at this point of the progression. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe in the off season, maybe next year. I, I just, he's been pretty stern about sticking to his guns here. Yeah. Right? And so it would be quite the shift in uh, philosophy if he did yeah. switch it up now. And I, so, th- which is why I don't think they're going to do it. We'll, we'll ultimately see, but yeah. uh, all right. So we're going to end here. Have a little fun. All right. Yeah. You covered the jets for how many years? Uh, part-time 2014, 15, full-time 16 through 21. And, and obviously so still present. say six years. long time. Yeah, Six long time. So you're you're splitting your time now between the Jets and the Giants. Yeah. So let's do the comparison, right? Let's oh, do the compare the, the Jet the Jets versus Giants game. Yeah. All right. The media room. Which media room is better, Jets or Giants? So I think that the so I'm talking setup wise, comfort. Oh, so, oh, okay. There's more reporters. I was like, wow, you're really putting me on the spot here. No, no the I Jets. To, is I'm going to ask you that, but you have to wait a few questions. I was going to yeah. warm. I was going to warm you like, up before we got. Yeah, there. I was like, yeah, no foreplay with that one, man. Uh, no, we had. <laughs> um, I would say that uh, absolutely the Jets, just because we have individual cubicles, so like you can actually shut a door with the Giants. It's all open air, and like there's no way to like shut the door and just kind of calm down. Like it's it's all open air with the. Uh, or it's it's a cubicles with the Jets, so that's definitely yeah, so better. The guys that, like the guys that put their feet up on the table, you know, they bother yeah, you. Which is me. Fart, oh yeah, like Dunleavy. Fart, yeah. yeah, breathe heavily. Yeah. Yeah. You know, oh my god, everything about Dunleavy's existence frustrates. I wasn't me. talking so, all about him. I that was just my only thing I was talking about was the foot up on the table. Oh, well, I, I'm telling you, we can do another forty <laughs> minutes on just Dunleavy. Don't blame it on better practice facility. Giants I like the, or Jets? Yeah, I like the Giants because it's kind of like that old school brick setup. Like it's more like retro. The Jets kind of went like super like spacey and stuff like that. Yeah, it's very I modern. like the uh, I like the Jets. Yeah, I do like the Jets. The better crowd at games, Giants or Jets? Giants, obviously known as uh, you know the the generally older, uh, yeah, upper upscale crowd. It's obviously is a complete stereotype, and the Jets yeah. are the more you know, blue collar, blue collar crowd, you know, uh, yeah, l- yeah. Long, Long Island, Queens. And, yeah. and that's just obviously complete stereo. I'm going to give it, this is kind of a cop out. I'm going to give it a wash there just because they're so different. It's hard. Like I love them in both their own ways. You know what I mean? Like, obviously I grew up around giant fans, so I, I'm very familiar with them. I've gotten to know jet fans over the years. So I, I love them both equally. Yeah. I think the giants fans, it's a better atmosphere for fan wise. And, yeah. and noise when they're really good uh, and like the whole defense thing. But yeah. the Jets, I do think the Jets chant with, uh, I know some people don't like Fireman Ed, but I do think that personally is pretty cool. How the yeah. whole stadium chants J-T-S, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Of course, I when, haven't seen it. When, like, now yeah, we can because they're winning. When it I happens. Seen it. Yeah. 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 It's been a while for both those. But yeah. uh, the better roster right uh, now, Jets, Jets or Giants? is The Jets have, Jets have the better roster. Giants have the better quarterback. Who so the uh, the Giants a better team overall? Uh, even though the Jets have the better roster, that's tough. Um, They're going to finish I, with a better record, right? The Giants. Yeah, yeah. I guess you, yeah, you have partially to say that. because of schedule, but yeah. So I would say Giants have better. Uh, Jets have the better overall talent on their roster. The Giants have the undeniable better quarterback right now. Uh, it's definitely not even close. So I think if they played each other and, and it came down to the quarterback, I think you, you have to give the edge to the Giants. All right, here's a layup. What's the food at the practice facility? Oh, 
That's, I mean, that's Jets, but that's just the Jets. I mean, they're they're the best in the league. Like, that's not even me just saying. That's literally the best. And I'll ever tell the people what the Jets provide. Like, we'll, I mean, today we had today we today we had salmon, mignon, basically salmon crab cakes, uh, vegetable medley, peach crab cobbler pie, uh, and and this chicken Dijon something, which was really good. We've had flame mignon, we've had prime rib, uh, we had crab uh, crab stuffed shrimp, which I didn't know you could even stuff a shrimp with crab, but you could. I mean, it is. It's unbelievable. Like the, the Jets, it's not, that's amazing because we're talking about lunch here, people. We're not yes. talking about dinner. This yeah. is lunch. So the, the we Giants, don't pay for it. We don't pay for this either. Like it's free. Like it's unreal. Like it's well, unbelievable. You know, and this is what used to do. They used to do in Philadelphia. I don't know if I you were there when I told the story. They used to put a cup out. Not like we used to put a cup out and everybody would put in $5 a day. And basically you charge it to your work, you know, for lunch. That's yeah, what yeah, it used yeah. to be. And everyone put the $5 in the cup a day. And then that the, we give it to the people that are cooking you the food and the people working in the cafeteria. And every day they would make an extra, you know, 50, 100 bucks, whatever it is, 100 yeah. bucks. And so that was like, you know, a good boost to their, uh, you know, every day to take home an extra, you know, $100 or whatever. So. Now, now is the truth that you would say you were dropping it off to the kitchen staff and you would take the, the cup home? No, you left it there. They came and took it. Yeah. Okay. What do, I, what I do you think? You, I, what do you, you think I am? You, you, you think I, that you think I do that? I don't know. This this was this was pre ESPN, man. I, you were, I you were that. Tell the people. Like tell the people careers. what I tell the people what I did the other day with the tickets, the 50-50 tickets. Oh yeah, you did. That was very yeah. These uh, in the the bottom of Jacksonville, their stadium. Uh, there were two people that came around doing 50-50 tickets, and Jordan bought ten of them or twenty of them, 10. and uh, said, "Give them to the family, a family, and you specified with children, family See? with kids. Give them See? the family with kids." I'm. A, I say I'm a bad person, and in part I am, but I'm. I, <laughs> underneath it's not all bad i promise no, no. So, all right so we'll end with this is the media company basically the company you keep in the media room better mm-hmm. at the giants or the jets this is so hard because i've known the jets people for literally eight eight or nine years like i've known the core group there eight or nine years i just got aside from you who i've known for 10 I'm just starting to get to know like Pat Leonard and obviously Duggan and all those guys. So I will say, even though this is a cop out, I will say it is a complete wash because I'm just getting like I've known Awful. the Jets people forever. Awful answer. Awful answer. I know. I know. But also, you I got to go just, back to the Jets. You, you just set it up where you could have said Jets because you know them longer. Yeah, and- but I've also I know that, but I've also said Jets for like a bunch of these answers, and I'm I'm de- I, trust me, like giant giant fans probably like, oh my guys, Jets homer. You talk to any Jet fan, and Jet fan will be like, Connor hates the Jets. Like so, it is. <laughs> it goes back and forth. Well, you have now been on Breaking Big Blue, so your your giant profile is on the rise. Oh, I'm excited, man! I Young know. Connor, I, like I said when you texted me, the like, rise. Oh, yeah. oh, first I gotta before we get out of here because we're running out of time here. Yeah. In the meeting room, I will tell you, Connor took me down in golf the other day closer he, than it should have been Con- relax yourself i hit the ball terrible <laughs> all right so i had to get connor gives me three strokes because he's an 11 handicap i'm a 14 so he has to give me three we're tied going into 18 furious and comeback you made because I, 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 I was up three at one yeah, point and you I, came back on the final like three of the final four holes 16 15 16 17 connor came, came up clutch hit a perfect drive on the green and two Two putt for par. I think I took a bogey. I think I hit my drive a little wide left or wide left. I don't know. Probably yeah. Well, well, the the sad thing is, is it was like, and this isn't an insult. Like it was, it was your best drive of the day. Like you, you snapped. Oh it. yeah, I did. I snapped it a little. Yeah. Left. I mean, because I, you know, I, I hit Yo, my ball. You know what? I was far. in the bunker. I was in the bunker. 
No, 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 no. You were just no. You were you were. Thought it was in the bunker on the left side. Was it? Oh, I thought you were just in the left on that dirt. Like it was like because you just pushed it left to the fair. I mean, you were. five to 10 yards left of mine it wasn't actually a bunker it was yeah you hit it dead straight you had just been fading yours all day and this was the one that just left the club and did not move and i'll give you credit you came up clutch yeah which was one of your better holes you say that my life a good hole yeah it was the the six iron from 180 out took me down on 18 and i owe you do i owe you anything I don't think so. No, that's the bad thing is we didn't play for. Oh, we were playing for Pat Leonard's uh, money because Pat Leonard was the one that put the bet on who was going to win. Oh, that's so we right. were playing that's for right. uh, for for Pat Leonard bragging rights to make him feel good. Well, we'll we'll both demolish him next time we play as a as a present for him. Yeah, okay. Well, we're going to be in Dallas together, and uh, well, maybe we'll play before. Yeah, what is pretty it? Much the Giants it. playing two weeks? You're not. We're not they playing Jets next too. Nah, yeah. That we got Dallas on Thanksgiving and and Minnesota in December. Well, so we're playing so, there. Yeah, yeah, and Dallas. We're, we're, not, we're not playing. We have kids. We're not playing on Thanksgiving. That's not going to work. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, so, yeah. That's it. We'll have to. We'll have to pull. Uh, you know, carry it over to next year. So, yeah. With that we'll being said, the great Connor Hughes, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I, this is, like I said, it's a big, uh, big moment for me. I'm happy to be on the podcast. <laughs> on to the next one. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, let's wrap this up with a little Jordan on the beat. This is where I tell you what it's like to cover the Giants, work for ESPN, or cover the NFL in general. And if you follow me on social, you'll see I went with the pink suit in Florida. Okay, got a lot of comments on the pink suit. People working in the stadium really like the pink suit. Got some people from the Giants. Gave me, got a lot of uh, Don Johnson, Miami Vice type comments, which I get. And that's why I saved the pink suit for Florida. Now, I was told by someone in the Giants, you got to bring the pink suit back. They're 1-0 when you wear the pink suit. But I said, no, no, no. Pink suit's for special occasions only. Florida, warm weather. You can't like you can't wear a pink suit in the winter here. Come on. Amateur hour right there. No, no. The pink suit, the suede shoes, that's special occasion only. So, next time the Giants maybe go back to Florida, they don't have another game in Florida, you say. Oh, correct. Or warm weather. Not really, right? Going to Seattle. They got Dallas on Thanksgiving. That's not a pink suit day. They got New uh, Minnesota on Christmas Eve day, right? Definitely not pink suit situation. Philly and Washington, 
No, definitely no pink suit. So, if the pink suit comes back out this year, it's going to have to be for playoffs. Maybe Tampa. Right? That would make sense. Um, Rams. Maybe. Maybe that would be L.A. You know, warm weather. Playoff game if the Rams win the West. Giants get a wild card. That could be possible. Or Super Bowl. Arizona. February. They make it there. Seems like a pink suit situation. Now, there's a story behind the pink suit. So I buy the pink suit. Okay? I bought it, I don't know, let's say in like March. I'm like, you know what? I'll wear this sometime in the summer. It'll be different. Okay, maybe I'll try it. So I bought it and I was like, you know what? I kind of like it. I'm going to keep it. So I just kept it in the closet for like, I don't know, till August. I go to the to my tailor and I say, hey, yeah, come on, can you just make this, you know, fit? He says, it's a little snug. Looks, there's no extra material. Like, you got to get a bigger size. It's too late already. It's like eight months after I bought it. You get like 90 days to, you know, send it back. So I'm stuck with the pink suit, which may be a little snug in the in the belly area. Like, you know, where my beer belly hangs out. So the jacket, let's just say, I mean, it can button. It's not to the point where I, I can't button the pink suit. But the pink suit, if I button it, is pretty darn snug in that belly area all the way around. That little mid-stomach area. So, it's not perfect. It's certainly not perfect. But, it definitely has some warm weather Miami Vice type vibes. And you'll see it again. If the Giants can get another game in Florida or a warm weather game, I'll whip it back out. I promise. That's it for this episode of Breaking Big Blue. As always, like, subscribe, tell your friends. Next week, bye week. That means we're going to have a monster Giants after dark. Make sure you send your questions early next week. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, email. You know where to find me. I'm your host, Jordan Ronan. You're listening to Breaking Big Blue. See you next time.